Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the McCarty Ministries podcast. Don't forget, go wherever you listen to podcasts to rate and review us. Your feedback helps us reach more people, and we appreciate it. In this episode, we're going to continue our look at how we can position ourselves to serve our local church. If we want to not only be called, but chosen, we need to learn some lessons from those who've gone before us. And the Bible's full of examples of ordinary men and women who did extraordinary things for God. Why? Because they were chosen. In our last episode, we looked at Joseph and how he demonstrated forgiveness. And in this episode, we're going to dive into the life of David to see what we can learn from him. Our key verse for this episode comes out of Acts. It's Acts 13.22. The New Living Version says this, But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And then our main points for this episode are, number one, we need to fess up when we mess up. And number two, we can't master anything until we're honest with God and ourselves. So let's take a look at this. As we continue looking at how we can position ourselves to be chosen, it's important to remember what our purpose with these episodes is. We continue to drill home the fact that you are called of God. If not to launch a church or to go on the mission field, you're certainly called to serve your local church. But you have to go from called to chosen. And in order to do that, you have to position yourself by taking an honest inventory of any areas of your life that you could grow in. We need to make these growth adjustments not to master some sort of level of perfection in our lives. We all know that's not possible. Just like we need to hone our skills to play on the basketball team or improve our talents to better contribute at work, we need to give ourselves honest opportunities to grow in order to change our communities through our church. For example, last episode we looked at how Joseph demonstrated a tender heart towards forgiveness. And he had a lot of people to forgive. The ability to forgive is key if we're going to help out our church family. Why? Well, there's plenty of hurt and offenses to go around. It's just part of living and working with people. But we also need to understand what it means to embrace an attitude of conviction. And that's what we're going to cover in this episode. Let me explain by covering a little bit of what we can learn from the life of David. As I mentioned, our key verse comes from Acts 13, verse 22. The New Living Translation says this, But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, A man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. So, in other words, God said that David's not only called, but God is choosing him to do some great things. And not only is God choosing him, but God said that David will do everything I want him to do. That's a pretty confident statement about David. You know, I wonder, why is God so sure? Probably because he's God and he can see into the future, right? But the other reason is because David was a man after God's own heart. He said it right there. But why did he say this? Was David perfect? Hardly. We're going to see that in a minute. Was it because David didn't make bad decisions or that he wouldn't experience failure? No. Actually, I believe that God said this about David because of how David responded to his own bad decisions and failures. So it wasn't that he didn't fail and he didn't make bad decisions, but 
it was his response to those. What was his response? Well, we can see a little glimpse of it in, in many of the Psalms. Psalm 51 in particular uh, calls some of this out. So Psalm 51 says this, and David speaking, Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion. Blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sins. For I recognize my rebellion. It taunts me or haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I've done what's evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. Now, this isn't a very uplifting psalm. Uh, it's, it can be slightly depressing when we hear the words of David. But it's extremely important because it gives us a glimpse into David's heart. You can really get a sense from his heart or of his heart concerning his failures and sins against God and his ways. There's no doubt that David felt guilt, remorse, and conviction about the things he had said, done, and thought. So what could David have possibly done wrong? Well, you probably know some of the stories, and we don't have time to share all of them. But just consider what he did concerning Bathsheba. David sees this married woman bathing on the rooftop one day. He has an affair with her. They find out that he got her pregnant. So he then takes Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, gets him drunk, and tries to convince him to sleep with his wife. Why? So that he, Uriah, would think that he got his own wife pregnant. When that plan doesn't work, David orders Uriah, who happens to be one of his elite soldiers, orders him to the front lines of the battlefield so that he will be killed. It says in 2 Samuel eleven fifteen. Quote, station Uriah on the front lines where the battle is fiercest, then pull back so that he'll be killed. Think about this. This is pretty deceptive and conniving. As a result of this uh, devious plan, Uriah is killed. David stole, committed adultery, lied, and had an innocent person killed. Not exactly the type of person you would tap for your own team, I'm sure. Yet God called and chose him. Why would God call David a man after his own heart after all of that? And that's just part of what, what David did wrong in his life. I believe it's because David was convicted. Or David had conviction. Let's pause for a minute. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking these are pretty low standards for positioning yourself to be chosen by God. Are you serious, Matt? Feel bad about the wrong things you've done? Is that all you have to say? But think about the day and age in which we live. We live in what is known as a postmodern culture where everything's relative. When was the last time you heard someone take responsibility for what they did? Our culture majors in blaming others, blaming society, blaming our families, blaming the economy, blaming the education we got, the government, blaming uh, whoever might be in charge. The list goes on and on and on. It's really quite sad when you think about it. And if the blame game wasn't enough, our culture has decided 
for some reason, to ignore spiritual nat and natural laws and truths. We say things like, what's good for you is not necessarily good for me, and what I'm into might not be what you're into, I'm not going to judge you if you don't judge me, and, and so on and so on. I know you've experienced it. In other words, we all need to hear this message about conviction because of the culture that we live in. Conviction, folks, is actually a very rare commodity these days. And as the body of Christ, his church, his people, we know what we should be doing and we know what we shouldn't be doing. We are never going to attain perfection. Hear my heart. That's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm encouraging here. But we can embrace conviction. When we prove to God that our hearts are right before him and that we truly want to live by his words, we prove to him that we can be chosen. It's the same with our local church and its leadership. If we want to help out, if we want to partner with what they're doing, we've got to be able to demonstrate the ability to them that we can be convicted when we blow it. Too many churches, and, and quite frankly, businesses and communities for that matter, are full of people that don't want to take responsibility and have chosen to live by their own moral compass. So let's do this. Let's bring this to a close with our two main points. First, we need to fess up when we mess up. Adam and Eve were the first people to really mess this one up. We all know the uh, instance in the Garden of Eden where they sinned and they ate the fruit that they weren't supposed to. And what happened when God challenged them? Well, Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the serpent. Think about this for a second. The blame game was all over the place. No one took responsibility. Imagine if sin itself isn't what ended up cursing all of us. Now, I'm not making doctrine out of this. This isn't in the Bible. I just want you to think about this for a second. What if the sin itself isn't what ended up cursing us? What if it was the fact that Adam and Eve didn't take responsibility and repent when God called them out? I'm not saying this is the case, but just think about it for a second. What if they had embraced conviction like David did and said, You know, God, uh, we blew it. You told us not to eat the fruit. We did it anyway. We are sorry. Please forgive us. We need you and we want to live your way. Would things be any different today? Would the results be different? Would they have been given a second chance? I don't know, but I'm just posing the idea out there. If we didn't blame, but rather we were convicted, would things be differently? So the first point is, fess up when you mess up. Don't take the example of Adam and Eve. Take the example of David. And the second point is this, that we can't master anything until we're honest with God and ourselves. God said, again, God said that David would do everything God wanted him to do. David could not have mastered Goliath, led God's people as king, and become a relative of Jesus if he wasn't honest with himself and God, because he wouldn't have been a man after God's own heart. Time and time again, particularly in the Psalms, we find David apologizing to God, being honest with himself, repenting of his ways, and making the necessary changes. So the point today, the point in this episode, is not for you to feel bad about yourself. It's not, to, it's not for you to walk around in guilt and conviction, but it is to embrace conviction, uh, get it before God, get free from it, and move on. 
Because if we know anything, we know that you've made some mistakes. I have too. You've blown it. You've missed the mark. So have I. So let's just take a lesson out of David's playbook and harness conviction. I believe this as you begin to demonstrate the ability to take responsibility for your own actions. You'll prove to those around you, you can be trusted. You'll show your church leadership you can be trusted to give any project your best. You can be relied upon to tell the truth and to be honest at every turn. And I'm telling you, folks will choose you to accomplish great things. Whether it's taking responsibility for missing a deadline or apologizing for how you handled a conversation with someone, if you fess up when you mess up and you're honest with yourself and God, you'll not only be called, but you'll be chosen. In the next episode, we're going to continue our discussion on how we can position ourselves to be chosen, and we're going to do that by looking at the life of Mary, Jesus' mother. And looking at her, we're going to see how her ability to take ownership change the course of humanity. So we look forward to you joining us for that one. Just want to remind you guys that you can follow our ministry on Twitter and Instagram, and we would encourage you to like us on Facebook. Just search for McCarty Ministry across any of those platforms. Thanks again for listening, and make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to this podcast. You can do that wherever you watch or listen. And also, if this podcast has blessed you, we'd love for you to share it with others through social media. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or you can just go to our website at McCartyMinistries.com. Visit our website for more details on who we are and what we're up to. And until next time, let's keep reaching the world for Jesus.